0: Hello, and welcome to 8 Minutes to Ageless, the podcast committed to teaching you the minimalistic approach to becoming bold and not old. On this 20-minute weekly podcast, you will learn how to care for your body and mind while spending the bare minimum amount of time to be successful. I know that life is full, so full that we tend to put our own needs on the back burner and in some cases are simply too confused to figure out what to do, so we do nothing. This podcast is designed to help you leave regrets behind and start caring for yourself no matter your age, so you can grow older and like it, and I might say even love it. My name is Dr. Kelly Pearson, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a practicing chiropractic physician and author of 8 Minutes to Ageless. Over the past 40 years, my patients have taught me so much about what not to do that I finally just had to get this book written and podcast started. But before we begin, I want to thank all of you who've read my book and keep sending me inspiring comments that you're getting your life back. That makes all the difference and makes me smile. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. I am happy to be back with you. That's um, kind of a funny story I wanted to share that leads into a topic that I think is so critical, and that is, you know, as we're aging, we, we sometimes forget that we're missing some things or things start dropping off. And protein is, is one of those things actually, and collagen is another one of those things. So I want to give you some perspective about why it's important maybe to up the ante a little bit. But um, in, in full disclosure, I, I had a, uh, my mom died about 10 years ago, and she was one of those moms that any child would be thrilled, thrilled to have. She was, she, she worked in the home and took care of the three kids and everybody wanted to be with my mom and she was a blast and she taught me a lot of good things about life you know the golden rules that I can do anything I choose to do just make sure I do it right and that I'm kind and if I don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all some of those things uh, work most of the time every once in a while you've got to speak up and say something that's uncomfortable but my mom was a great role model but sadly she didn't have the understanding about nutrition that we're afforded these days, and sadly, she uh, was one of those people that got addicted to uh, cigarettes in her younger younger years. Of course, back then, smoking was kind of sexy. Doctors were doing it, models were doing it, and like like any substance, some people are grossly addicted to um, nicotine, and others are not so much. But during the course of her life, sadly, she did die of lung cancer, something we were all warning her about, but she did not necessarily have a diet that was uh, included enough protein. So later in life, my mom's skin got kind of loose and saggy. And my sister, who's my best friend, we laugh hysterically when we're maybe doing um, a downward dog and yoga and we're wearing shorts and we look at her legs and we're like, what the heck? We look like mom, geez. And when that happens, um, we know that we're not getting enough protein. <laughs> so then we'll pump up our protein and uh, things turn the corner in about two or three months and, and you're good to go. And listen, we all, have, we all have stages in our life when we're really good with what we're supposed to be doing. And then life happens, a crisis occurs, and a few of your our good habits drop off, and, and then you pull yourself back together. But protein is so important. And it's interesting because my sister's a vegetarian mostly for emotional reasons. She just loves animals, as do I, but I know that I need flesh because it's a, an abundant source of, of protein. So let's step back and just talk about, you know, protein is, is, are those foods that are made up basically of amino acids. And um, we need amino acids for building blocks, for strong bones and muscles. We've heard it a million times but it's absolutely critical that you start to pay pay attention to how many grams of protein are in this or that. And because I'm trying to, I'm trying to Jones for a particular amount. So how much, um, how much protein should we be choosing? Well, let's say on the average, you know, the uh, RDA, the recommended dose allowance, which I think are hideously low for most humans, they say something like, 46 grams for women and 56 grams for men. That's just a gross generalization. And you can you can um, start looking at it uh, around grams per pound. Let's, let's say you weighed 150 pounds. That would be about 54 grams. If you weighed 180 grams, that'd be about 65 grams. It's kind of the average of what maybe they think a woman would weigh 150 and what a man weigh 180. But let's say you're a bodybuilder or let's say you're an elderly person who's who's just not getting enough food in and you're getting saggy and your collagen is, is uh, there's a deficit of, of your collagen and maybe you're, you're craving carbohydrates or you're gaining weight. Um, you, you might strongly start considering paying attention to how many grams of protein are in the different foods you eat. So let's, let's give a couple examples. Like for instance, in one ounce of cheese on the average that's seven grams In three eggs on the average that's 19 grams. Um, one ounce of almonds, six grams. You know, you get a small uh, six ounce sir- sirloin, it's 26 grams, um, three and a half ounces of chicken, which has the highest density of protein, 38 grams. So if you get a little chicken every day you're 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 moving forward a cup of edamame that's 19 grams or a can of tuna fish that's 19 that's also 19 grams now you can also look towards protein powders so for instance i use something called metagenics that can only get it through practitioners sadly but i love this stuff because it's clean and it's it's sweetened with with good stuff and it's not very sweet and there's no icky icky um, artificial sweeteners, two scoops would give me about 17 grams. But there's another product that you can buy online called Organifi. And it's pretty clean stuff as well. And one scoop of that gives you 26 grams. So, you know, let's say in a given day, you you, uh, you're 65 year old, you notice that your skin is kind of looking a little bit like elephant skin. When, when you're running, you look down and see this thing happening. You're like, what the heck? Um, take a look at how much, uh, take a look at how much protein you're getting, because it's not just your skin that needs the protein. It's your muscles and it's your bones. And basically it's any type of repair. If you have an injury, you need, you need repair. And that's where the protein comes in. So um, I also want to talk just a a little bit about collagen. Collagen is also um, a protein. It consists of three particular amino acids, and it has a lot to do with our skin and our hair and our nails. And it's the big, you know, the big la-di-da now everybody making sure if you want to look beautiful you have enough collagen and that's that's all fine and well but collagen is just part of the drill with amino acids you have uh, over two dozen amino acids that you need to get every day and those three in in collagen are just three of them so you can't just rely on getting collagen but let, let me just say that when you are a vegetarian, you're going to have a hard time getting all the essential amino acids, meaning all the amino acids that your body does not make. Sometimes your body makes cool things, but there are some essential amino acids your body cannot make and relies on food to get it. And if you are a vegetarian, you better be taking B12 along with it because you simply just can't get enough. You you just can't get that B12 from your vegetarian sources of protein. So that's that's also very, very important. But let's say you don't wanna take a collagen supplement. Um, by the way, let me, let me back it up and tell you that there's 28 different kinds of collagen, but in your human body, 90% of your collagen is collagen type one. So for instance, I take a product from Garden of Life and it's a grass-fed collagen. And there's 20 grams per one scoop of, of collagen. And it's mostly type A with a little type three and a little probiotic uh, thrown in. And, and that's 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 a nice product. I mean, there's so many. I'm I'm not I'm not supporting one product over another. I just really want to underscore the fact that collagen type one is the type you want to make sure if you're taking any that it has that has, has that in there. So When you are taking in collagen or taking in protein, that's one thing. You could be eating a ton of that food, but remember, if you're not absorbing in your small intestine and your large intestine, if your gut is unhealthy and you're inflamed and you always have tummy pain because you're eating a lot of toxic foods, then you likely are not absorbing the amino acids into back through from the gut into your bloodstream to where it needs to go to build tissue. So, you know, you can have this really expensive urine and really expensive fecal matter, which is a gross idea because you're taking in good nutrition, but you're pooping it out or you're peeing it all out. And that's no good. So the probiotic, I mean, the collagen that I take has a probiotic in it. The uh, protein powders that I take have probiotics in them. I also take a probiotic as well, and I, and I change that up. I, I take different probiotics, but I make sure they're good quality. There's so many different bugs that we need to ingest, so you kind of have to keep changing the variety of things that you take in. Of course, you could do fermented foods like sauerkraut and kimchi and things like that, but if you're only relying on one food source to get your probiotics, you're, you're missing something. So you've got to keep reaching out and trying different probiotics, or maybe you find three, three brands you really like and you take one one month, one the second month, one the third month, right? So you're switching it and constantly um, in- increasing the variability of the probiotics you're getting. A lot of people do rely on yogurt. I'm a little gun shy of yogurt because it's so high in sugar, Um, But then again, in yogurt, there's not a lot of different, there's a lot, there's a lot of particular bugs in the yogurt, but it's not a huge diversity. And so you got to keep an eye on that as well. So if you, if you think about um, just how important collagen and protein are for building our body and repairing our body, that's important to recognize. But if you're pushing your body like Let's say you're going into a bodybuilding competition, or let's say you really are going for a body that um, looks as fit as you feel, or let's say you're pregnant, right? You're building another human being in your belly. Those are cases where you really need to double up on your protein. So let's say a 150 pound woman who's um, shooting for 46 grams, she might double that in those, in those situations. So I have a girlfriend that is a, a bodybuilder and she said, She can't wait until the competitions are over because she eats probably six chicken breasts a day. And if she doesn't eat, and so that's that's 180 grams right there. If she doesn't eat that kind of protein, she cannot build the muscle she needs to build. There's a deficit um, in terms of what she's asking her muscles to do. If you're building your muscles, you need more building block for muscles so you know it's not like people get strong and look great by accident they're often eating a fair amount of protein and while you absolutely can have a bodybuilder who is a complete vegetarian i've seen i've seen plenty of those for sure it takes a little bit more preparation. They have to um, basically eat quite a bit more food because vegetarianism the foods are not as dense, so they've got to be eating more of the day. They've got to be taking that B12, all of that. But you know, one, one thing that is just a nice, nice thing to consider too is, is to be drinking bone broth. Now, bone broth is made from parts of animals that uh, a lot of the the focus of the the cartilage and et cetera kind of it gets stilled into the bone broth where collagen is really really high, and there are great bone broth recipes you can find. There's a great bone broth that you can buy in boxes or even in bags at the store. You always want to make sure your stuff is coming from organic meats that you are you're not increasing the, the errant mm-hmm. or hormone. Uh, ratios that so many non-organic animals are exposed to. So the bone broth is a nice thing to sip on, let's say in lieu of your um, cup of tea or second cup of coffee. You can put maybe even a little apple cider vinegar, a tablespoon, uh, just adds to the 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 zing of the taste. It's a really great thing to to start contributing as well. And that, of course, if you're if you're vegetarian, that's a no go because you don't want anything coming from an animal. But Um, that's, that's the challenge, you know, that's, that's the decision you make when you're vegetarian. There are certain things you, you do have to give up and I'm not saying one is better than the other. I, I think we all have to listen to what we need. I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm a huge animal lover. And for years I tried to eat vegetarian, but with the work I do all day long and and exercise, I just get pooped out if I don't have enough, enough protein And while I know I could do it with eating more food, I honestly don't always have time to eat the more food and to cook uh, that much longer every day to prepare. And so it it takes work. So I guess my my point then is, if you're looking at your body and you go, "What the hey? What just happened to my legs?" or "Why is the back of my elbow?" you, You know where the women are always complaining about that little piece of flesh that rolls back and forth. What happened there? Overnight, it just seems like things went south. Well, as we age, you know, you have to really pay attention to what you're missing. We need more protein and more collagen as we age to keep the skin vital, you know, and listen, we're all, none of us at age 70 are going to look like 20. It's not the point. The, The point is that you um, take the best care of your body possible. Enjoy the fruits of being on the planet and gaining wisdom. Don't be bothered by a little bit of this or that in terms of wrinkles, but sometimes we're walking around looking like we're 20 years older than we are because we just don't know that our body needs protein. And I will tell you that not only, not only when do do you look better when you're eating more protein, there's just a sense of, um, serenity or peace or calm that comes as well when you're eating enough protein. And you know, what's interesting is that they say, when you're eating, try to eat your protein first before you start nibbling on all those crazy carbohydrates and processed foods. For one thing, when you take in your protein, you, you reduce the amount of ghrelin, which is the hormone in our stomach that gets produced when we're hungry. Uh, it's the hormone that gets nutty when you just like want to eat um, anything around you as long as it's food. The ghrelin is the is is the hormone that is minimized by protein intake, but maximized by carbohydrate, particularly processed food. I mean, ghrelin just goes nuts when you're eating uh, Cheetos. It can it keeps putting out more and more ghrelin. Like yeah. I like this food, but I'm still hungry. And then you get this preponderance of ghrelin. The opposite hormone in the stomach is leptin, which is uh, our satiety hormone, where we're like, okay, I'm good, I'm good. So when you eat protein um, more in a meal than than you might have before, you're going to find you get sated a lot sooner. All right, then. So the standards for you would be 46 grams for a woman 56 grams for a man generically speaking double it if you're pregnant if you're building muscles make sure that you're getting probiotics in your body so you can actually absorb some of these things you know chicken and then meat and then eggs and then cheese in that order are are really, our best sources of protein, but certainly, I mean, there's protein in vegetables, there's protein in grains, there's protein in soy and edamame and those kinds of things. It's just harder to get. That's all. And there's plenty of data online about how much food carries, how many grams and that type of thing. I just want to make you aware that you should be really searching for a certain amount of protein every day, in order to fulfill the needs of you as a human, particularly if you're aging and particularly if you're intending to work out harder or really try to regain a status of of gaining your muscles again that you've lost because you've been sedentary for a couple of years in a a row, which certainly happens in the world. All right. Well, I hope that you all aware of the power of protein and what you might do to move life forward and I as always appreciate the heck out of you guys and look forward to speaking to you next week. In keeping with my minimalistic approach to life, I keep this podcast short and only add the most critical points, not adding fluff. So for today we are done, but I hope you will do a few minutes of the good stuff we talked about. If you have not picked up the book, you can get it on Amazon. The website 8 minutes will have the show notes and any videos that I mentioned on this podcast. I thank you for spending your precious 20 minutes with me. And as always, you can reach out and contact me via the website. Remember, one day at a time, you are getting bolder and not older. I look forward to seeing you next week.